Well, good morning, River City Church. Uh, Brandon here coming to you from the green tranquility of my office at home. And uh, I'm grateful that even though we find ourselves in an unprecedented situation in our world that, that prevents us from being able to gather physically together, uh, we're still able to gather in meaningful ways through the use of technology. And so I guess we're kind of in a, an unprecedented age of technology as well. And so grateful for that. Um, you know, the good news is that although our church may be scattered throughout the city during this season, what brings us together and makes us a church hasn't changed. And, and that's God and his word and the gospel. Those are the things that uni, that bring us together, those things that unify us. And so uh, it's in the midst of times of chaos and uncertainty, it can be easy for us to forget the things that don't change. When, when everything around us feels like it's changing, it, it can be easy for us to let what is certain and secure get overshadowed by everything that feels uncertain and insecure. And, and so what I want to do in our time together on Sundays is just spend a few minutes pointing us back to the unchanging truth about God and the gospel that we find in his word. The, the things that don't change about who God is and what he's like. And, and so that we might be able to find peace in him. And so with that in mind, let's, let's pray before we just spend a few minutes uh, studying God's word together. So God, uh, we just come before you this morning and, and the reality is that we, we really need you this morning. But the reality as well is that, that we don't need you any more this morning than we needed you two weeks ago before we, uh, for all of the stuff with um, this virus and the pandemic, um, that, it, that it impacted us in, in real ways. And the reality is, is that, God, that we're just more aware of it this morning. And so, um, God, we pray that you would meet us in our awareness of our need for you, uh, that you'd meet us with the reality of, of your power and your strength and your goodness and, and the reality of who you are, God, so that instead of being overwhelmed by the world around us and everything that's happening, God, instead we'd be overwhelmed by you and that that would allow us to, to have a perspective and an outlook, to have our attitudes and our actions, God, be, be shaped by faith and hope uh, in you and, and by peace instead of fear. And so, God, we, uh, we really need you this morning. Uh, God, we just ask that you'd graciously meet us in our need for you. We, we are grateful that you love to do that. And so we ask that you would this morning, we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, um, this morning, uh, if you've been with us for a while, you've, you've known that uh, we just finished the book of Revelation. We were taking a look at the first three chapters in Revelation and, and Jesus' letters there to the seven churches. And and what, if you remember, what those begin with is they begin with John's vision of, of the glorious, risen, ruling, reigning King Jesus. And the picture that John paints for us of Jesus is a picture that's utterly overwhelming. You see, John and these churches, they, they needed to see God that way. And, and so do we. See, because like them, we're faced with situations and circumstances that seem overwhelming. A global pandemic, uh, every country all over the place, it's hard. It feels overwhelming. Maybe you're just thinking, I don't know about a pandemic, but I'm just a mom just trying to figure out how I'm going to survive the next couple of weeks just without leaving my house and taking care of my kids. And whatever it is, this, the situations around us, they feel overwhelming. And if we're going to be able to be characterized by faith instead of fear and worry and anxiety in these coming weeks and months, then we're going to need to see, uh, as John did, that the God that we worship is himself utterly overwhelming. That he's, that he's bigger and stronger and more powerful than whatever we're facing. We're going to need to see a God in view of whom all, all of our other fears and anxieties and worries are driven out. And so to that end, I just want to read a few verses this morning from Isaiah chapter 40 uh, that just really speak to that end. And so 
Uh, we're going to be in Isaiah chapter 40, uh, beginning in verse 9. It, it reads this way. It says, You who bring good news to Zion, go up on a high mountain. You, you who bring good news to Jerusalem, lift up your voice with a shout. Lift it up and do not be afraid. Say to the town of Judah, Here is your God. See, the sovereign Lord comes with power and he rules with a mighty arm. See, his reward is with him and his recompense accompanies him. He tends his flock like a shepherd and he gathers the lambs in his arms and he carries them close to his heart. He gently leads those who have young. Verse 25 goes on to say, To whom will you compare me? Or who is my equal, says the Holy One? For lift up your eyes and look to the heavens. For who created all of these? Who brings out the starry hosts one by one and calls forth each of them by name? Because of his great power and his mighty strength, not one of them is missing. Why do you complain, Jacob? Why, why do you say, Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord? My cause is disregarded by my God. Do you not know? Have you not heard that the Lord is the everlasting God? He's the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. And he gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord, they'll renew their strength, and they'll soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. You see, there's, there's a lot in those verses. There's a lot that's going on. But, but just two important truths about God that I want to highlight this morning that we see in our passage. And the first is, is just simply that he is absolutely sovereign. Verse 10 says, See, the sovereign Lord comes with power and he rules with a mighty arm. Verse 26 goes on, Tell us that to, to lift up our eyes and to look to the heavens for who created all those things. It's, it's God who, who created them. It's him who sustains them. You see, the reality is that the passage reminds us that God sovereignly rules and reigns over everything, over all times and places and people and things and circumstances and situations. There, there is nothing that he does not have authority over. There's nothing uh, that, that he doesn't rule over. And, th and that doesn't mean that God causes everything to happen. It doesn't mean that he's the source of sin or evil or suffering or pain or, or whatever we might be experiencing. But it does mean that nothing in this world happens without him allowing it to happen. You see, unlike everyone else, God was not caught off guard by this pandemic or by the way people respond to it. He's, he's not in emergency planning mode. Neither is he unaware of all that is happening. Verse 28 tells us that it's not like he fell asleep on the job. He's not worn out from creating or sustaining the universe. You see, God is absolutely sovereign. You know, later in the passage, it tells us that his understanding is unsearchable. And the reality is, is that, that sometimes we just don't understand why God allows to happen what he allows to happen. You see, and in those, those times of when we don't understand those things, we don't see everything, we don't see the why, it's easy in those times of chaos and uncertainty to, to feel like God might be powerful, but that, but that he's just uncaring, that, that he might be sovereign, that he might be in authority over everything, but, but that he just doesn't care. And yet this passage reminds us that God's not just absolutely sovereign, but that he's altogether good. You see, the same sovereign God that comes with power and rules with might, verse 11 tells us that he tends his flock like a shepherd, and that he gathers his lambs in his arms, that he carries them close to his heart, 
that he gently leads those who have young. The Almighty God who created the stars and who calls them by name, verse 27, 28, tells us that he's not blind to our needs, that he, that he hasn't stuffed up his ears, that, he, that he doesn't, it's not that he doesn't hear us, instead that he, he does hear us, he does see us. The same everlasting God that created the world, verse 29, tells us that he gives strength to the weary, that he increases the power of the weak. You see, the God that we worship is absolutely sovereign, but he is altogether good. See, and it's only when we see him as both that we'll be able to be characterized by faith instead of fear in, in these uncertain, insecure kinds of times. You see, God's sovereign over everything. That includes our health and our finances and our government and our world and, and everything in between. But he's also good. And he wants to gently lead and provide for us. He wants to be our good shepherd. He, he faithfully empowers us to trust him and walk with him as his people. You see, and these are unchanging truths about God. They don't change based on what's happening in the world. There aren't any caveats. There's no asterisks. God is, he is sovereign and he is good no matter what. It doesn't change. And so I want to encourage you this morning, when it's so easy to allow everything else in our world to shape our attitudes and our actions, it's, when it's so easy to allow the news or our feelings to be the thing that shapes our emotions or our behaviors, I want to encourage you to choose instead to set your eyes on God. Choose to remind yourself that the God that you worship, that he's absolutely sovereign and that he is altogether good. That he's in control that he, and that he loves you. And so that in the midst of the chaos and the uncertainty that you might be able to actually put your trust in him and have peace. Isaiah 26 verse 3, it says that God, uh, God keeps in perfect peace those whose minds are set on him because they trust him. You see, the reality is, is that if we're going to be characterized by faith, by, by peace, by, by, by faith in the midst of all that's going on instead of fear and, and chaos and uncertainty, then we're going to need to see God for who he really is, the sovereign king of everything who is absolutely in control, but also a good father who loves us, a good shepherd who wants to take care of us, the almighty powerful king who wants to as well empower his people. And so the reality is, is that we're going to need to set our eyes on that God, on the reality and the truth about him, if we're going to have any chance of being his people live, who live for his glory and, and who aren't characterized by fear, but instead are, are full of faith and hope and peace in this time. And so I want to call you to that. And I want to call us as a church to be a people that, that chooses to remind ourselves about the reality of the God that we worship and that we serve, that, that chooses to set our eyes on him so that we might be a people that are characterized by faith and by hope and by peace instead of fear and uncertainty. And so the good news of God's word is that, is that we can be. And so to that end, let's pray. God, um, we prayed in the beginning, God, that we really need you. God, we need you today just as much as we ever have. Um, but God, our, our awareness of our need for you feels more real this morning, I'm sure, for many of us. And so, God, we ask that you would um, that you'd meet us in that, that you'd be reminding us um, this morning as well as this week of, of your sovereignty and of your goodness, that we'd see you as the the King and the, who rules and reigns over everything. You, you're not you didn't stay dead, Jesus. You, you rose from the grave and you you stand in heaven, ruling and reigning, victorious, glorious, risen. And so, God, help us to see you as such, but also, God, help us to know that you love us and that you're good. God, that you want to shepherd us and walk with us in the midst of everything. And, and so, God, we just, we need you for both of those things. Help us to see you as both, 
so that we might be able to be a people characterized by faith and hope and peace instead of fear. And God, we can't do that without you. Help us, King Jesus. Help us to set our eyes on you so that we might know you and love you and trust you and live lives full of peace in the midst of chaos. God, for our good, for your great glory, we pray. Amen.